Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream, and welcome back to all of my uh, podcast peeps that have been following me along this journey for the last over, over half a year now. Every week, I've been producing a podcast, and we've been going line upon line, precept upon precept, a little here and a little there, until we are coming to the fullness and the things of what God and the ability to tap into a lot of the resources, because ladies and gentlemen, you came into this realm fully loaded with more resources than you could use in a lifetime or actually in 10 lifetimes. Yes, that's what I said. You came into this realm, you came into this physical realm when you were born and you were placed in your mother's womb. God knew what he was doing. And when he sent you here, he sent you with way more resources than you could use. And I and I just used the figure of 10 lifetimes, it could be 100 lifetimes, because God has put so much on the on the inside of you and several, several uh, podcasts before I said, you are overkill, that you are a nuclear bomb answer against the ant problems of this world. Yes, hear me. You are a nuclear bomb answer against the ant problems of this realm. You need to know that you came into this realm fully loaded. And so what are you fully loaded with? I talked about last week about these words that you came into this realm with, and that is found in uh, Proverbs chapter 25, uh, verse 2. And it says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. And we got into discussing how, what what matter meant here in the Hebrew original language. It is the glory of God once again, Proverbs 25, 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. That word matter is the Hebrew word dabar, spelled D-E-V-A-R, but pronounced dabar. And it actually means spoken word. It's the glory of God to spoke a, to conceal a spoken word, but it's the glory of a king, and it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. So when, when you came into this realm, God concealed his word, his spoken word on the inside of a vessel that came into existence by a spoken word, because everything was made in, and is held together by the power of a spoken word. And I did, you know, we began to talk about how powerful our words are and that we create the atmosphere in which we want to walk into every day. God creates worlds and you rearrange and recreate worlds by the power of your spoken word. It is really important what you speak in this life because life and death is in the power of your tongue. You are born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever because the Bible says that nobody gets saved unless a preacher is sent. So check it out. That's what the Bible says. Why? Because somebody is speaking a now word. And when you are speaking a word from heaven into the realm of your sphere or of your influence, you begin to harmonize and the frequency in that realm. 
There's a verbato. There's there's a you know you you're making sounds by by frequencies and by light, and you are creating just the way God did because He in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the very first thing He said is light be. But the the and I talked about this a couple uh, episodes ago how God had to procreate Himself and called Himself the the Word, and then out of the Word He spoke, began to speak a word, and the very first word that He speaks is light be. And then we, you know, we find out that at the very base of all of our DNA is that we are made up out of vibrating uh, um, filaments of light if you break us down to our lowest common denominator. So we can manipulate light into substance. Oh, you know, are you going crazy, Barry? What are you talking about? Manip- I thought we weren't supposed to be manipulative. No, you're not supposed to be manipulative with people, but you are supposed to be able to manipulate the light fibers of this being and create with God. This is what happens. There's a, things, uh, sounds are still frequency sound, but light is still frequencies. And when you begin to speak God's on God's frequency, you begin to get God answers. And this is what happens when you actually decree and declare the promises of God, which are yes and amen. And I want to say this again. Isaiah 55, 11 and 12 says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all of the trees of the field will clap their hands. Why? Because somebody spoke a word back to God out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And when you begin to speak the word of God back to him, it will not return to him void, but will begin to accomplish the reason why he sent it. And how does he accomplish it? He sends his angels to accomplish his word. He sends his angels when you begin to decree and declare the word of God, the promises of God back to him out of the abundance of your heart. And so it's really important before I go any further that you need to put the word of God into your life on a regular basis. For years, ladies and gentlemen, I've been teaching people the thing that released me into ministry, the thing that birthed my ministry, the thing that that I use to win the war every time, because it is a war of words. The enemy, when he came against Jesus, he came against Jesus with the word. He, he came against the word with the word because he knew that there was nothing that would actually take out the word except for the very thing that he was made up out of. So the enemy will use the word, he will twist the word, he will bring and and bring illumination to the parts of the word, but twist it, and then he tries using it against you. For instance, you, you know when you when you mess up and you 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 make a mistake, you got bombarded, you got you got sideswiped, and and the enemy says, well, you know what? He'll come in the first person and just make you think it's your thought and say, well. Your heart is deceitful and wicked above all things, and who can know it? So you know what? Don't, you know, don't sweat it. Well, I want to tell you not to sweat it neither, because that scripture was an Old Testament paradigm. And when he when God was making reference to the heart being deceitful and wicked above all things, and who can know it, that is not applicable to a 
born-again believer in the New Testament. You need to hear what I'm saying. There are some things that come through the cross, some things that stop at the cross, and some things that are transformed by the cross, but not everything from the Old Testament is applicable in the New Testament. Like, for instance, we stopped animal sacrifice. We don't do that any longer. We don't shed any more blood because there was the perfect uh, spotless Lamb of God, his name was Jesus, that came and shed his blood, sacrificed his body, so we'd never have to do that again. That's one of the things that stopped at the cross. So now there's another thing is that you are, if you are a born-again, spirit-filled believer that has been regenerated in Christ Jesus, that you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You become born again, the Spirit of God. You become one with the Spirit of the living God. That means your heart has been absolutely renewed. All things are passed away. All things are passed away. The old things have been uh, uh, done away with. And all things, the Bible said, are brand new. When it's making reference to your heart being uh, desperate and wicked above all things, the actual Hebrew translation is incurably sick. What is incurably sick? That means you. it is incurably sick. It's not curable. When God says there's something that's not curable, it means it's not curable. So that means you can't bring, you can't reform something that is incurable. It will die. And so when you got a brand new heart, when you became one with the spirit of the living God, you are no longer deceitful and wicked above all things. You are no longer incurably sick because now you have this brand new healthy heart that God gave you. And then he became one with your spirit. And now you're one with the creator of the universe. So then you're saying, well, why do I do bad things still at some times? It's because 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So what I'm talking about is what I, I mentioned um, when I was preaching on Sunday. And if you get a chance, you can go to Desert Stream uh, YouTube channel, and or I have it actually post a link on my Facebook page. But I preached about the righteousness of God. And how, because we become the righteousness of God, we now have victory in this realm. Your righteousness in, uh, of God in Christ Jesus that you have became at your new birth is absolutely your position in the spiritual realm. And in God's realm, you are perfect. But in this realm, your, you, your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions are being reformed and and transformed by the washing of the water of the word of God. See, the Bible says that you are saved because of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now, how does that? Because you believed a preacher when a preacher made a declaration or you heard somebody speak on it. There was an utterance made and faith was heard. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The preached, proclaimed, uh, prophetic Word of God that comes from the mouth of the Father. Now, how is that happening? Because the the Father's mouth is still speaking through the Bible, through the Holy Scriptures, and through prophets. He is still speaking into this realm. And when you can hear a word from God, you about salvation or about deliverance, you get what that word speaks about. So when somebody says, well, you know, don't worry about it, the enemy is trying to twist that word and saying, well, you're never going to be able to overcome that because guess what? Your heart is desperate and wicked above all things, which really means, like I said, incurably sick.
And you need to know that as a born again believer, you are no longer, you are no longer a dirty, rotten, scumbag sinner saved by grace. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you need to differentiate and understand that the enemy will try to use the word and twist the word and religious uh, devils like to use people that are willing to have traditions of men and, and they begin to try to box you in. And it's the traditions of men that the Bible says nullifies the word of God. So I want to kill some of the sacred cows that are trying to, you know, gain access in your life and eat your lunch. There, there are things that just need to be put to death. And you need to know that you are right now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are no longer incurably sick. And because of that, you do not have to listen to the lies of the enemy. Because of that, you need to know that, that you've been born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So your spirit is born by having faith in what the word has said about Jesus. You never saw Jesus die on the cross. You never saw, unless you had a prophetic vision. I'm not saying you can't have that, but I'm not, I'm saying that you physically did not, you were not there that day that he died. You were not there that day that Mary saw the resurrected Christ. You were not the, there the day that the 11 disciples or the 10 disciples saw him on the first day and the 11, 11 disciples saw him on the eighth day. You were not there to see them resurrect, but you heard about it. You believed the word of God. And so you've been born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Why? Because words are the most important, most powerful thing and created everything and holds it together by the power of that very spoken word. And now your spirit is saved because of the word, because you believed in the blood. Jesus Christ shed his blood and uh, sacrificed his body so that we can have accessibility into the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God has accessibility into this realm. So now your mind, your, your will, and your emotions are being saved. You, your spirit was saved because of the word of God, because you believed in what Jesus did. And then the spirit of God, when you believed what Jesus did, because he did it, the, the sacrifice was made and every child, um, man, woman that were ever born in this realm is no longer subjected to sin and they're already saved. And you're going to say, well, you believe in universalism. No, I'm not believing in universal. I'm not preaching universalism. I want you to hear me. It, Jesus paid for the, the, the salvation and the deliverance and the healing for every child that would ever be born from 2000 years ago till now. Till, and, and, and as long as it takes until he comes back, there will be power to save, power to deliver, and power to heal because he already paid the price for it. And this is where we get in 1 Peter 2, 24, where it says, by his stripes, look it up yourself, by his stripes, we were healed. So what happened? When we begin to have a revelation of what Jesus Christ did as the word of God that became flesh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and nothing was made except it was made by a word. 11 verses later, the 11, the number of transition, Jesus transitions as the word and into the flesh and is called Jesus, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the father he would the, the procreated one would become created 
the one that spoke everything into existence and then stepped into his existence and began to decree and declare the freedom and liberty for all mankind. And then he, he lays down his life, sheds his blood. He gets, he goes into the grave. He goes into death, hell, and the grave. He goes into hell. He takes the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He ascends victorious, leading captivities captive. And then he resurrects from the dead by his own power because he had no sin internally. He was only burying it externally. He became the sin. It looked like it. He was the one that was cursed on the tree that took all of the sin, but then he was resurrected unto newness of life. And then he ascended into the heavenly realms and he sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat. The word of God sprinkled the blood that he shed in this realm, giving us full accessibility to both realms. And you are believing the word of God as I'm preaching it to you. And you are being born again right now. You're being delivered right now. Your minds are being delivered right now. The soul of your being is being delivered as you receive the spoken word today. So the key is the integrity gap between your spirit that was born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God and your soul that is being born again by receiving the incorruptible seed of the word of God. The Bible says, by the washing of the water of the word of God, your minds are transformed. They're washed by the word. Your minds right now, as you're listening to these words that I'm preaching to you, which are promises, which are things that happen, absolutely happen. Jesus shed his blood. Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Jesus went to heaven, sprinkled the very blood that he shed in this realm. He shed his blood in this realm. He sacrificed his body in this realm. Now we have accessibility right now to go to heaven because after he shed his blood, after he sacrificed his body, he was resurrected from the dead and he went unto the father and he went right into the into the the mercy seat right into the throne of god right into the uh, and went right over to the mercy seat and sprinkled his blood saying i've done it father god i've redeemed everything and now the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God that are just like their brother, Jesus. Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren and many sistren. All the, all the people that would believe on his name and believe on what he did, you can become born again, meaning you are translated from the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of light, according to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. It's amazing. When you begin to believe the word of God, you begin, you can begin to dream and, and hope. I'm not contained by the quarantine. I'm not contained by the circumstantial evidence in this temporary realm because I have a word from God. If you have a word from God, you can do anything that you are called to do. You cannot be stopped. You cannot be delayed. You cannot be killed. You, you are invincible. You're 10 feet tall. You are bulletproof. You are non-combustible, indestructible. Why? Because I'm in the midst of living in the midst of a spoken word, which is an obedience to the God. And in the midst of this place, I am irresistible, irrefutable, and I will fulfill my purpose and I will have a legacy. Why? I believe the word of God. My God, somebody give me an amen out there somewhere. Slap your, your, your chest or slap somebody. Give somebody a high five. Do something. Come on. This is, this is the word of God in activity. You know, when Jesus was 
was up on the mountain. It was right after he he, he um, cast out the the two thousand demons. You know, shortly thereafter, of of he cast out the two thousand demons of the Gadarene demoniac, and then he finds himself walking on the water because he he looks up in the mountain, having clarity. He was he was pulling away to spend time with his dad, and we see how he did that. You know, oftentimes he would pull away and he would get ministered. And we see how what happened when he was um, on the Mount of Trans- Transfiguration, where he transfigured right before Peter, James, and John. Sorry, I just had to take a cup, a sip of my drink. He was on Mount Transfiguration and he transfigured and, and the glory came and, and the glory came upon him and angels came and ministered to him and he began to speak with the with some of the saints and, and, and lived in the glory of God for a few minutes. He was doing, he would do this on a regular basis. And I want to tell you there is an opportunity for you to pull away with God and get ministered to by angels. Because as soon as you begin to speak the word of God, angels are released to your life. Have faith in God. Have faith, add your faith to the word. The Bible says, add your faith to your words. When you are praying, add your faith to your words. Believe that you receive and it shall be done for you. But you got to speak it, but you got to believe when you are speaking it. And when you do, it will pierce through time and space, go directly to God. And God will immediately send his angels to accomplish his word. My God. There's something so powerful about you speaking the word of God, but you must put the word of God into your heart in abundance. So anyway, Jesus is walking out (coughs) on the water and he's walking up to them. And the Bible says that he's about to walk right on by. You need to check it out yourself. Do a little research. The Bible speaks of when he, Jesus is walking on the water, and the Bible says that Jesus was about to walk right by. Jesus will come close to you, but he, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. He's given the earth to the sons of men. He, you are the gatekeeper, and you are the doorway for the spiritual realm to come into this realm through the gate of your mouth. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory will come in. Why do you think he says, lift up your head, O ye gates? Your mouth is your gate of authority. Your authority swings on the hinge of gratefulness, uh, of gratitude. When you are great, when you are grateful and you have gratitude, your authority, when you speak into this realm and you are grateful and you're thanking God and, and you're praising God in the morning, you begin to unlock all of the authority that you're going to need for that day out of the power of that spoken word. Okay, sorry. Let me. <laughs> Jesus is walking on water. He's going on by. And then Peter, he's about to walk on by because and the reason why I got on that tangent a little bit is because you need to know Jesus will come close to you. But because you have authority in this realm, he will not invade your will. And he he comes at the mention of his name. He's as close as as the mention of his name. And Peter says, is that you, Lord? He sees, and he and Peter says, if that's you, Jesus, bid me to come. 
I usually like to say that with a more of an English accent, but <laughs> if, if it's you, Lord, <laughs> bid me to come. And he just begins to cry. Is that you? He saw and he spoke. If you can see Jesus in a storm and you have the audacity to speak in a storm, you'll have deliverance in your storm. Jesus says, come. And Peter gets out of the boat and begins to walk on water because Jesus said a word. I've often said that Jesus was not walking on the water. He was walking on the word. He made that word. Peter didn't walk on the wave or the wind or the storm. He, wa he walked on C-O-M-E. And I've often said that Peter began to sink because he ran out of letters. Uh, you'll get that on the way home. The fact of the matter is, when you hear a word from God you and you stand upon it, if you can see the, the importance of seeing and speaking to, to participate in your deliverance is so very important. So before I end today, we're 20, about 25 minutes in. I, I want to share a few things that are that birthed my ministry. It's called the Rhema Word. I have 235 approximately, maybe 236 words that I have gone over and over and over. My life scripture is, I, is um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 that says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That's my life scripture. And then, you know, then I just started writing down when I, when I was in a service and, and something would pop and, and, you know, oh, wow. And you get, begin to get revelation or it comes alive and, and, you, and it's, you have this inner witness that, that that's, that's a scripture that, that makes sense. Wow. I, I understand that now. Write that scripture down. I have in my book. It's a very nice. I want to suggest to every one of you out there, this birthed my ministry. I can get up and I can preach. And you've been listening to me for a while. I can preach for hours without even opening up a book because I have 235 scriptures in a reservoir on the inside of me that I've gone over day, hour and hour and hour, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And I put the word of God into a abundance of my heart. And then I've, I've studied other scriptures that are not in here and they became part of me too. And I, and I began to, you know, get all these and compile all of these uh, words that become wardrobes that I begin to put on, that I begin to create with. And they, they begin to birth who I am because I came into this word world, into this realm fully loaded with words. And when I put the word of God into, and it comes upon uh, uh, the word of God that is already there and it gets released as a revelation into this realm. And when I begin to speak his word out of the abundance of my heart, because I put the word of God into my life and I begin to speak it back, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when my, my, be careful what you are dwelling upon. The Bible says, dwell upon whatsoever is good, pure, and holy. Anything excellent or praiseworthy, these are the things that I dwell upon. The Bible says that beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news, the, the preachers that preach good news. There, there, there is something about putting the word of God into your life. 
get the word of God into your life in in abundance. But it's not not just getting the the word of God, you know, by just reading, just sitting down and doing a reading. That's important. It's important to study the word of God. But you need to decree and declare the promises and the word of God out of your mouth, and you will create the very atmosphere. Even Jesus in Luke chapter uh, 11, verse 2, it says, when you pray, say. And we said, well, I just, I'm a, pri- I'm, a, I'm a private kind of silent prayer. I think, I think my prayers. It doesn't work that way. It does, it, but Jesus Christ, this, it, this was in the red in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 11, verse 2 says, when you pray, this is Jesus. He says, when you pray, say. It's really important for you guys to decree and declare the spoken word of God out of your mouth, out of the gate of your life, out of your mouth and out of the gate of your life and into this realm. He then begins to release angels to accomplish the very word that you spoke to him that he said would not return to him, boy, but would accomplish. What do you need accomplished? That is what you need to put into your life. You need self, you need deliverance for your, you know, the habits that you've been going through, the, 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 the hook, the the things that have been keeping you contained. What do you need? You know, there's scriptures on freedom. Go to my website. I have, you know, the four defaults, the things that you need to frame your life around of your freedom in Christ Jesus. I'm, I, I whenever I have negative thoughts going in my mind and and the enemy trying to say I'm I'm not going to make it or I'm just like this or you know you're you're just like your forefathers or you're you're never going to make it because you're you're bound and you'll never be set free and all. All this kind of nonsense, which hasn't happened in a while, but I want to tell you, at, there are critical moments when the enemy comes at me, and he's just breathing everything he can against me and speaking everything against me, and I just de- I default to these scriptures. I'm set free in every way from anyone's control. Whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. I'm set free for freedom's sake, and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Go to my website. I have writings on there all about that. I, I you know, on my website, I, I have at barrymiracle.ca, sorry. Go to barrymiracle.ca and begin to print these things out. Put them all over the place. Put it on your phone. There, there's 65 IMs. When the enemy tries to tell you who you are and, and you, you'll, you're never going to be any, you're never going to amount to anything or you're just like your dad or you're just like your mom or you're just like the family or you're, 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 you're cursed and you will never, none of your dreams will come to pass. It will work for everything. Everybody else, but it won't work for you. I want to tell you there's 65 I am's that tell you everything you are. Tammy and I have a four minute and 12 second confession that we do every day, which is the promises of God. And they speak to every area of our lives. These are the things that make a person great or the person that that will die. If you if you will decree and declare the word of God, you shall not die, but you shall show forth the glory of God into this realm. So get yourself a pretty, very nice leather bound, gold trim journal and begin to write down scriptures that God illuminates in your life. These will absolutely birth your ministry. First, um, first Corinthians 2 verses 4 and 5 says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. That I'm not all about my education, my history, my pedigree, all that. When I'm preaching the Word of God, I use the Word of God. I'm not telling stories. I I tell stories, yeah, but my basis of it is I'm, I'm a preacher of the Word of God. Jesus was a preacher of the Word of God. He was a 
preacher of the kingdom. He came preaching Isaiah 60, 61, that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. He has anointed you to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty for the captives, release in darkness for those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, that they might become oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, that they might rebuild the ruins of their lives and restore the places long devastated. Jesus would preach things like this and he would preach all about the Father. He would preach all about the kingdom. He was a preacher of the kingdom. He was a preacher of the word. And when you are, you will create your atmosphere. So get your rhema book. Inbox me. Let me know. Put a comment in. Say, I got my rhema book. I tell you, it will birth your ministry. The word of God coming out of your mouth will co-create with God. And why do you want to put the word of God into your life? Let me just give you a quick, a few quick statistics here. The, amazingly, the Bible consists of 66 books written by approximately 40 different writers over a 1,600-year period on three different continents in three different languages on thousands of different subjects, yet the one central theme, God's dream. God's dream for his creation. Before there was a was, there was a God who is nowhere in the midst of nothing dreaming about you. These statistics are real, ladies and gentlemen. The statistical, the crazy stat here, let me, let me show you one, one other one. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth was the Messiah, is our Savior. There was 456 identifying characters that were spoken of him well and advanced before he came into this realm. Some thousands of years, they prophesied of Jesus of Nazareth that would come from Bethlehem. The chances of all of these prophecies coming to true, coming to pass about Jesus is one to the tenth. 157 zeros. I forget the number. It's a it's a Google Google something number. It's it's a vast 100 it's a 1 plus it's 10 plus 157 zeros. This is how how specific it is impossible statistics that everything that was prophesied about Jesus are 256 different identifying characteristics that were prophesied about Jesus, about him dying and that no bones would be broken, that he would come from Bethlehem, that he would be born of a virgin. There's 256 of these prophecies talking about who he would and the characteristics and the specific things that would come out of his life that he would do and where he would go. These things and how he would die and how he'd be resurrected impossible but the word of god just is proved by the the specific characteristics that were prophesied that came to pass the word of god can be trusted the word of god in its original language is faultless and you can stand on this word that God sent into this realm solidly. The word of God, once again, is a light unto my path, a lamp to my feet, 
foundation to my life, health to my flesh, strength to my bones. I am everything the word says I am. I can be everything the word says I can be, and I can have everything the word says I can have. He sent his word to heal my disease. When I am in agreement with my wife every day, we agree upon the promises and we begin to decree and declare the promises. And when you agree together upon any one thing, you can have it. Why? Because covenantal union is being released when you decree and declare the word of God into this realm and you begin to release a frequency that begins to disrupt the plans of the enemy and open up doors that day that no man can shut. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is once again Barry Miracle, your dream coach. Begin to decree and declare the word of God out of your mouth and begin to create the atmosphere that you long to live in. When you do that, the spirit of God gets released. Jesus says, the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. When you speak the word of God, you begin to clothe yourself in the glory of God and you put on the Lord Jesus Christ and you put on the garment of salvation. You put on the robe of righteousness and you put on the suitable suit of clothing that God predetermined that you needed to put on that day and you begin to breathe the oxygen of heaven when you go about your day because you put on a God suit that day. When you put on a astronaut suit, you can go into space. When you put on a diving suit, you can go into the water and go into the depths. You can breathe the atmosphere as you're breathing the air that you need to breathe. You need to breathe the air of heaven, even in the midst of the toxicity of going into a courtroom or a jail cell or wherever you might find yourself, a school, a library, wherever, a restaurant. You can, when, when people are, are, are involved in debauchery and avarice and everything else, you are not you are not concerned for your well-being. Why? Because you put on the proper suit by decreeing and declaring the word of God earlier that day, and you are breathing heaven in the midst of toxicity. I don't know if we're going to do one more on this or not, but hopefully you're finding this helpful. And I want to tell you, your words matter. You are made up out of words, and you can, you can cause things to come to pass by decreeing and declaring the word of God over your life. Bless you guys. Go to my website, barrymiracle.ca. If you want to sow a seed into our ministry, that would be great. If not, it's okay. God's taking care of us. Uh, if you want to buy my book uh, called Wake Up in Your Dream, which is uh, just to let you know, I'm uh, pretty happy about it. It's a bestseller in Canada right now. And uh, just I have all kinds of resources there, but love love you guys. Please send me a note. Let me know what you're thinking about the the, the podcast. Please make a remark on wherever you're listening. And uh, Barry Miracle signing off for now. Till next week. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, "You have two great days in your life: the day you were born and the day you discovered why." In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.